The following episode is brought to you by Tenba, maker of bags for professional filmmakers and photographers. Tenba, never compromise. Find out more at tenba.com. You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Internet? It's Brandon. And it's Alex. <laughs> and I am... Turn down your freaking phone. <laughs> I'm live streaming the live stream while recording the live stream. While streaming the live, live stream recording. Oh, Let's God. try that again. Hey, guys. <laughs> Brandon's already drunk. <laughs> that is not true. It is Brandon. And it's Alex. <laughs> and we are filmmakers. And we're also drinking Dr. Pepper. I mean, bourbon. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Oh, nice. Uh. Mmm, smells familiar. Not for you, that's the first time you've had it. That is delicious. The 10-year? We are drinking the Bullet 10-Year Frontier Whiskey. That's a decade. If you have not tried it, I highly advise that that is your weekend pour. Go out and get you a bottle. It's really tasty. That's uh, an under, understatement. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's real So real nice. uh, we were, last week, did you catch the show? Did you listen? Uh, you I had a chance. Did not have the opportunity because I've been doing yeah. my career, yeah, my job. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. We had uh, yeah. du- we had Doug on from uh, from I'm, Bullet. I'm going to go back because I hear it was very informative. It was great. I mean, yeah. he walked us through you know how to properly drink the bourbon, how to really breathe it in, how to really breathe appreciate it, it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of like a fish, like a bourbon to, fish to, with your bourbon yeah, gills. When you go to sort of smell it, you want your mouth to be just just open just a little bit, just like a. Hmm. Let so it, it yeah. circulates on the Let palate. It circulate, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was fun. He he uh, was very insightful, and I think uh, hopefully the fans of the show that like the bourbon side of things more than the film side, yeah. or as equally as much, really enjoyed that show. So I think that, everyone I've heard from says it was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was, fun. It was a great. I was you know keeping up on Slack, and everyone was yeah. like, "This guy's great, great guest." Whoa, yeah. I didn't know that. You know, that's yeah, cool. Pretty neat. So uh, what what's going on, man? What have oh, you been up to? Oh my god, too much, man. What too much. To? Um, business is booming, yeah. as they say. That's good. Yeah. Um, that's, that's yeah, good. I, I just shot a, a commercial. Oh, yeah? The, yeah, on Tuesday. Where at? Um, in Wyoming. Wyoming, Ohio. Okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah. The, the, you know, gigantic buffalo roaming through Wyoming, yeah. Ohio. Nice. No, it, uh, it was good. It was crazy, though. It was all exterior. It was... Big lights. It was yeah. Moms with dance choreography. It was like grease. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Yeah, that's fun, man. It sounds like a good time. I yeah. It we got it. We got through it. <laughs> We're all alive. That's awesome. As you can see, I'm like six shades darker right now. Yeah. What'd you shoot on? Uh, Red Epic. Awesome. The MX, the old, the old sensor. The old guy. The old guy. Nice. The old grandpa. Yeah. What kind of lenses were you guys using? Airy Allura zooms. So I had a 15.5 to 45, were and then a 30 to 80. Were they optical or uh, anamorphic? Spherical, you mean? Spherical. They're, they're very optical. They're very optimum. They're, uh, they're optical, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> spherical. Yeah, so they're, they're spherical. Yeah. Uh, so. Cool. Now, only only you do anamorphic. Nah, come on. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, but um, That's here, cool, man. Hold on. I got to... Anyway, what, do you, what have you been up to? Uh, well... 
A lot. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go. What? <laughs> have, have you like fallen off a cliff yet or no, walked into oncoming traffic? No, right? but I do want to. I mean, we can't deny it. we're part of this show is we're 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 with the times. We're real time. We record it live. We talk about what's going on in the world. Yeah. And I can't deny the awesomeness of Pokemon Go. I, uh, you know, after the first two days, I was like, "What is this?" I downloaded it and I realized, "Oh my gosh, this is actually." Really cool. Yeah. Now I have a seven year old who loves Pokemon. We have Pokemon at home on Wii U. Yeah. And so me and him started playing it and he's like, wait a second, you mean there's real people? And I was like, Yeah. So the first time we went to a gym and battled, I pointed out to my son, like, that guy standing over there That's your is the one we're fighting. And afterwards, we were like, hey, man, what team you on? And he's like, you know, Mystic. And we're like, ah, Team Valor. And he was like, cool, man, have fun, you know, be safe, that sort of thing. And so there's literally thousands of people, millions of people all over the world that are just like walking around, playing this game, and interacting in real life. Uh, It's pretty unbelievable. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The only thing I wish that was different about, so I downloaded it. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I downloaded. It's it. awesome. I caught some Pokemans. There's nothing to yeah. to be ashamed of here. Yeah, this is fun. Found that little Squirtle like, hanging out there <laughs> in the pond. You know, you know, there's a hack to get uh, Pikachu right out of the chute. Uh, I did not. Yeah. Why would you hack the game? I don't know, man. Just you, play play the freaking game. Know. It's on the internet. So Just follow the rules, guys. Come on. So anyway, that's what we've been up to. We've been doing that. We've been having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Um, and uh, sorry, I didn't finish my thought. Sorry. What I thought. Pokemon. What I what I want to happen in the game is yes. I want you to be able to see all the other little avatars of everybody else playing near you. Yes, and that might be coming. And I want you to be able to trade Pokemon with them. That's coming in yeah. the next update. And they're going to have a global scoreboard to show which team is winning the war. Whoa. Blue, war? yellow, or red. The war? So why well, Nobody's yellow, by the way. I don't know. Mystic is the most popular team. This morning, though, on my way into work, I'm not going to lie, yeah. I, I, on my way into work, made a quick sidestop to take over a gym. <laughs> you would, <laughs> and uh, oh and gosh. I took it over, and I was holding on. I was I was reigning supreme for at least two hours. You're you're a, a gym defender. Well, I needed now. to boost up my uh, my MX. You know what I mean? Your your MX. Yeah, my power or whatever, my like status, uh. so I can be like level fourteen. Yeah, see, I still don't know a lot about it. I'm like a level four dude. I can't even go to the gyms. <laughs> I don't have time for this, Poke- so, Pokemans. Anyway, it's a lot yeah. of fun. This begs the question, though, with this craze that's happening, my assumption is it's already in the works or in production, but Pokemon reboot, the movie, the whole deal's got to be coming out, right? Like, it's got to be... Oh, yeah. Is that a thing? I would think that's... I'm sure. By now, it's a thing. A live action yeah. movie with, you know, Keanu Reeves right. playing Ash. Directed and- <laughs> by Christopher Nolan, like, oh, yeah. full on, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of. I guess uh, M. Night Shyamalan was doing the... Last Airbender thing, which was didn't terrible, really, didn't really pan out. Did you see it? No, it's horrible. Why would I watch it's that? Terrible movie. No, it's horrible. It's just in the superhero genre. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah, so it's an anime or whatever. Anyways, uh, so that's fun. Do, been doing that. Been finishing up projects. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I had I created the uh, the trailer for Kill Game. You did, and I got it. We have it. It's coming, people. It's You're going to see. There is an actual real film. It is actually going to screen. Mm-hmm. We have a real trailer that will hopefully whet your appetite and get you excited to watch it. Um, and it's quite the tease. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So um, yeah. So anyway, that's coming soon. I just sent you uh, the the cut to color, right? Yeah, a quad quad four. Pro-res. And Adam and the guys here at Sound Images are actually doing the sound for it right now. I think mm. so. 
that'll be fun. We'll be releasing that in the coming weeks. So hopefully but, they're not drinking too much bourbon while they work. No, but I have. So uh, we want this to be good, guys. I have something that happened two days ago what? in that process. What? So I created the the rough cut. Yeah. But I hadn't gotten it prepared yet for color and sound, and mm-hmm. I go to open the project again. Corrupt project file. Shut up. So I want to share what I learned with the listeners because they might come across this experience. Mm-hmm. So I Googled the internets. How do you recover slash restore a corrupt Premiere project file? How do you do that? I came across a great article. So if you Google yeah. it, you'll come across this great article as well, probably, or you can just follow my directions. First thing it had me do was turn off the hard drive and open the project to verify whether or not it was actually the project file. Mm. So I did. The project file opens up. Everything in Premiere reads that it's offline, Mm -hmm. but everything worked perfect. I was able to move the mouse. There was no spinning wheel of death. Everything worked just fine. So I'm like, huh, just nothing was linked. Yeah. So I turn the project file or turn the hard drive back on, open it up again, and I move the cursor on the timeline. Boom, spinning wheel of death. Locks up. Was it an effects thing? So I'm like, interesting. So no, everything was rendered. It was all there. So I was like, okay, so step two. Step two was clear out your media cache in Premiere. Yeah. So you go to file, edit, preferences, media, um, cache, empty. And it empties your media file cache in Adobe Premiere. So I did that, which it was I barely was able to do it because I would get the spinning wheel of death and then it would catch up. The system would catch up to itself and then it would catch. And I was able to do it. Close the program, restart the computer, Mm. open the project file back up. It looks like it's fixed. Some activity is happening. And then boom, spinning wheel of death. So at this point I'm really frustrated because I'm like all that hard work and I can't even like use and get this trailer out to the people. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, so what's the next step? So the next step was create a new project and import the old project. The old sequence? Into the new project. Well, the old project. Weird. You can do, you can do, you can do the sequence. Yeah. So what I did was I started a new project, new name, new whole deal, and then I went to import project. Yeah. When you import project, you select the, the corrupt project file. It'll open up, and then it'll allow <clears> you, do you want to – import the whole project or just a sequence. Mm. So I said, I want to just import my sequence from the trailer. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, it copied over successfully. So I'm like, all right. I go into the timeline, boom, problem solved. But so you don't really know what the issue was though? No, but it doesn't matter. It's fixed. Yeah, no, I'm just curious. So that fixed it. Now the next two steps, if that didn't work, they had you open up some sort of XML verifier to actually verify the XML data in the project file, if it's clean code or not. Mm. And if it's not clean, if it fails the test, then you'd have to use an XML editor. You'd have to know XML. And repair and it. And you'd have to go in and manually restructure your project file. You'd be like an XML surgeon at that point. You would be, yeah. Hand me my XML scalpel. Yes. XML nurse. Yes. So with that said, if you're out there, if you're listening, if you've ever had this issue, if you happen to have this issue next week, which you might... Um, refer back to the episode or Google like I did and huh. realize that there are options. Don't give up all hope. You're like an expert now. I don't know about that, but you're an XML pert. 
So, but that's that was uh, that was big for me. That was a big learning. I was like, yeah. you know, whenever I stumble across little troubleshooting things like that, yeah. I always want to share them because it's like, hey, if it happened to me, it could happen to you. It's the small victories, man. That's yeah. what makes life worth living. Yeah. <laughs> you salvaged a project. Good. So that's crazy. I would have been yeah infuriated. Like, right. What is going on? Exactly. Can't open my project. So what's on the uh, what's on the old boob tube? <clears throat> We've been watching boobs. I assume. <laughs> what have you been? Uh, what have you been? Consuming. What have I been optically consuming? Yeah. Mm, what have my retinas been absorbing? Yeah, your your spherical retinas. Yes. Uh, I've been. <laughs> so Kristen said we have cable finally yeah. again, uh, and we love it. And she's had on like HGTV ever since we moved in. All right. Because we're still in like the home. You're just like at home. The home home mode. Home yeah. Mode. Home mode. Sounds like nice. Home mode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so we've been watching like uh, I don't know all these DIY shows and Castle Hunters and House Hunters International and weird stuff. Because cool. um, I've been working so much that I can't really watch anything right. I want to watch. Right. Because uh, Game of Thrones is over now. Oh, uh, yeah. So my soul, to live my soul is crushed. Game of Thrones is gone. I know. Might Everybody as well just has. end everything. I think the best part of Game of Thrones being over is that people are going to start watching other stuff. Well, I watch stuff. You know what I mean. Around that as well. So speaking of watching, huh. we got our friends uh, hanging out over on Slack, um, and yeah. they are throwing out uh, if uh, anybody watched Mr. Robot. Mm, I have not. I'm watching Mr. Robot. I did not see last night's episode, uh, mm-hmm. episode one of season two, which did you see how they leaked it out? No. So Mr. Robot's all about internet hackers. Have you watched it at all? Nope. That's amazing. So That's what everyone it's says. all about internet hackers. They got a group called F Society. So to release episode one of season two, they released it early on YouTube, and they made it look like the hacker group did it. Mm. So it was like this cool little social play. It was really fun. And so you could watch the whole first episode on YouTube because it got hacked. Wow. Pretty fun. Yeah, they're doing it right. Yeah. They're playing playing into it. So it's good. But um, we've been trying to to finish up season two of Bloodline. Yeah, I, I fell off that train. I need oh, to get back on. Man, it because was great. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, so we're we're in on season two. We tried to watch an episode the other night, but um, you know, the yeah. kids ended up coming. They were out with my mom at a, at a county fair. Really? Yeah, something like that. Like, and uh, like calling pigs and no, not riding the, cattle. They and, were they did go to 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 see a friend in a pageant. Mm. That's a whole other conversation. Nice. But uh, what's Tom Tom saying? Tom terrific. Nice Q&A with director and the actors after the Mr. Robot show. Oh, cool. So there's like some bonus stuff. All right, nice. Yeah, so what the, Thanks, everybody Tommy who Tom. watches it, you know, have to stick around after it and check it out. Nice. Cool. So, oh, dude, uh, I, uh, sorry. I was going to finish my thought. <laughs> so we couldn't continue. Fin- Go ahead. We couldn't finish the episode of Bloodline because of the, of the kids. The kids came home. They can't watch that? Yeah, that's the problem with, with adult content is that... With mature content, is soon, you know we don't have a giant house. You know we're yeah. we you know uh, a small ranch in middle class mm-hmm. America. How many and, cattle? Uh, how many cattle do you have on your ranch? No, no cattle. Oh, but uh, when the kids come home, it's like you know it's summer for them. They're staying. They're not going to bed at eight. Yeah, they, so it's up. like you know they're up. So, you just got to turn them into adults right now. Sucks, man. So yeah. we had to stop that, and we ended up turning on American Ninja Warrior. Ooh, still, I like that. Still pretty good. That's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah, they do a good job of connecting the heartstrings in that show as well. So and, oh, yeah, they're like, so-and-so is about to run the course, 
and he is running it because everyone he knows has cancer. Like, it's, oh my and then God. it's like heartstrings and like you're crying oh. and you're like, I just want him to finish the course. <laughs> I've always thought I could do that. I could be an American I think Ninja he could. warrior. Well, do you remember? If I slimmed down a bit. Do you remember when you climbed up the, po- the palm tree? Yeah, I was like an American yeah, have monkey. We ever t- have we ever told that story? I, I don't know, but you can go ahead and tell it. So speaking of American Ninja Warrior, we're on set in um, Miami, and we're down at this park down on the coast or on the like the beach uh, in South Beach and um, South Point Park. South Point Park. Yep. And we were having a rough go. We got our camera gear stolen. Um, it's a long story. Uh, but anyway, I was down in the dumps, and there's my buddy Alex trying to pull me out. He's like, what, what do you need, buddy? What, what can I do for you? What can I do? You want me to climb that tree? You no. Me, you go, you you want me? I said, what do you what do you want? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd love a coconut right now. <laughs> like joking. Like, yeah, I'm I not going to get one. I said, I'd love a coconut because we were underneath the palm trees. And sure enough, uh, Alex kicks off his shoes and shimmies up a coconut tree, grabs a coconut, comes back down and hands it to me. Yeah. And says, everything's going to be all right. Yeah. And it ended up, it was a great shoot. Everything ended up being all right until I got food poisoning. You did. The night before the shoot. You and I up, almost didn't show up on set. Up like I two hours thought late. I was going to die. Yeah. But we had it all set and ready to go for you. Yeah. All you had to do was come down and wow. watch the monitor. What a story. I got you your coconut. Yeah. I got so, it for you. Anyway, yeah, I agree. I, I, I would not bet against you on American Ninja Warrior. When I set my mind to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to lose a few pounds and... <laughs> increase Get, your grip strength. Increase my grip strength and my <laughs> musculature. Yeah. Right now I'm in a uh, lazy DP mode. Nice. So that's that's my body type. Hey, yeah. Seems to be working for you. It's fine. Uh, so uh, speaking of, uh, it, you know, what we're watching, you talked a little bit about what you were working on. What else is going on? You said you're super busy. Are you? I mean, yeah, I got it. I had that big shoot two days ago. Right? Yesterday? Two days ago? Yeah. Yes. Uh, two days ago. Wednesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday. Today's Friday, three days ago, whatever it was. Had a big shoot on Tuesday, had a scout on, no, shoot on Wednesday, scout on Tuesday. I had another shoot on Monday. I was uh, taking care of stuff yesterday. I'm in pre-production for a gigantic shoot on Tuesday with a scout on Monday. Nice. It's just nuts. Like it, when it rains, it pours, and I've, you know, I've got my buckets out collecting that rain. You're so. the guy now, man. Yeah, it's, I feel like you've just plussed up your level, like in Pokemon Go. You've uh, no longer level you've four. Co- you've collected some uh, yeah. filmmaking Pokemons, and now you're you're starting to blow up. Yeah, I got my filmmaking candy. I got like a hundred <laughs> of those. Uh, so I'm about to yeah level up. Nice. No, it's it's going well. I, I can't complain. Feel feeling good. Feeling blessed. That's good, uh, man. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to get back on set with you, my friend. I know we need to do a new project. I know what's going on. Uh, when are we going to we'll, shoot uh, something in relation to the show? Well, well, we'll shoot some bourbon stuff here coming up. Um, we're working on some things. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing that we're doing right now over at my place is animation, cartoons, a lot of animation. Ryan and Kyle are doing crazy amounts of explainer videos, yeah. and I just yesterday got two new. Uh, inquiry requests for explainer videos. So wow. For some reason right now, the corporate world is dying to have an explainer video. Nice. And the, those are, so, uh, you know, on the business side of things, those are those are good margin yeah. projects, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, think of it this way, you know, as, so as filmmakers, whenever you make a commercial or shoot a video, you have a lot of cogs in the business world, as yeah. we call it, cost of goods sold. So mm. in order to make profit, you have to spend money. So 
uh, on a film shoot, you you know you can't go out and film a high quality commercial without a crew, mm. without cameras, without and you don't own all that stuff because it's too much overhead to to own, and so you have to spend you know you may have to spend fifty thousand dollars to make. Fifty thousand dollars, yeah, or whatnot. You know what I mean? Like you have to, you got to pay all that stuff. There's a there's a quality threshold you need to sure. hit for a certain. So, project. um, so anyway, that with animation, you don't really have any cogs except all you're really dealing with is the time you're of human. the animator. Yeah. So maybe a cog would be like a plug-in or something like that, but really it's the animator's time mm-hmm. um, and the time of the designer to create the assets, et cetera. Mm. So from that angle, there's really minimal hard costs so from a business perspective yeah it's they're they're great they're great to have yeah so because it's all ones and zeros it all exists in dream world it's all you can make yeah, whatever man. you want yeah it's, it is it's, pretty soon we're all going to be out of business yeah we're all just gonna be one big explainer video speaking of dream world and ones and zeros do you see that uh blackbird from the mill the car that uh can create whatever car you want <laughs> no it's just like a it's a it's a chassis with four wheels and a motor and a little like sensor on top of it and you drive that around and you film that bare bones vehicle and the mill the the VFX group out in, mm-hmm. out in California has all these different car models that they just track onto that bare chassis so you could shoot this and shoot your beautiful wow. countryside all that jazz they just plop in the Ford Mustang or the wow. Toyota Tundra or whatever your the car commercial yeah, is. Yeah, no, you don't, yeah. It's kind of crazy. That's one way to do it. Yeah. So, what's interesting, uh, you know, we always talk on the show about what we're up to, um, but we've got a whole group of filmmakers on Slack. I think it's like, what, two million now? Well, it's not two million. Three, but three million? It's like 50. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we're having a good time. <laughs> and uh, if you are not on it, we definitely want to welcome you. Uh, jump on to ftbpodcast.com. Follow the links for Slack, send a request, we'll get you in the group, Mm -hmm. share your reel, get feedback, troubleshoot with each other, uh, general chat, fireside chat, and the Slack group is also the place to chime in on the live taping of the show. Which is what this is. Exactly. So so anyway, just just throwing it out there, uh, if you guys are out there listening on the Slack group, feel free to uh, chime in and uh, post what you're working on, what you're up to. Mm-hmm. Um, those sorts of things, um, and we'll see. We'll see what's up. See if we can't work it into the conversation. Yeah, I mean, we we have so. people commenting all the time, like Tom Terrific saying he he does explainer videos for corporate clients as well. Yeah, and we have Mike G talking about Marco Polo. I mean, you know, you guys can shape the the way that this conversation goes. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what else is new, man? Oh, tons. I mean, we we got the house thing going on. Pokemon Go is taking up like the majority of my life, <laughs> but not really. Is there anything you're excited about that's beyond the house? I mean, is there anything um, you're just like, oh, I can't wait for this? I can't wait for these projects to come out. I mean, honestly, yeah. right now I'm in like full on um, business business mode. Mm-hmm. So I've I've you know years past like the the initial stages of anyone's career, you're, you're setting out all these little hooks and lines, you know, and, and waiting for them to become fruitful. Now they're becoming fruitful, but you you'd always be thinking two steps ahead. So now it's it's seeking out new contacts. Yeah. It's laying more yep. groundwork for. And you can't show you the new work until it comes out, which is always yeah delayed compared to what you're trying to get for sure. So yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's just that you know once some of these projects start coming out, then it's uh, you step up to a new tier and you're you know pitching these to different companies, agencies, whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just always feel you know me. I'm always recutting reels and stuff yeah. because I feel that whatever reel I have doesn't fully represent current capabilities. Right. So it's just the balance, you know. I'm excited to uh, see what's next. I guess you're excited to cut the new reel. I'm excited to cut the new reel. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I don't uh, even have my so. computer at home set up though. You know, yeah. it's just it's such a mess right now. Is the is the bourbon bar set up? No, not yeah. at all. I've got gotcha. a. I poured the um, what was it? The former homeowner got me a bottle of bourbon, and I put it into the the decanter, and it's just sitting on the on the concrete countertop. And every once in a while, you slide by, nice. pour a little glass, and enjoy, and and revel in your glory. Yeah, nice. just look around and go. I own this. <laughs> I own this now. Nice. Yeah. That's good. What's going on with you? What are you excited about? I'm excited about the Get Down. The Get Down? Mm-hmm. The new Netflix series that's going to premiere in August that's mm. all about uh, 70s Brooklyn, the birth of hip-hop culture. Mm. And uh, it's pretty awesome. The trailer's phenomenal. Dude, everything's about old hip-hop now. I, well, it's for me it is. Look, I mean, look at the productions going on in our city. They're filming yeah. that Girl from Compton movie. Yep. About Michelet mm-hmm. and uh, the whole back in the whole NWA days. All these new series, these new shows are kind of, it's crazy. Yeah, the get down is by far the most exciting thing for me uh, <clears throat> that is going to come out. I just think it's it's pretty rad. Well, so, that's like your passion. Um, yeah, I mean, I love hip hop. I grew up, you know, listening to that stuff and and enjoying the 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 culture and the graffiti and the dancing mm-hmm. and all. So I just think it's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It's exciting, so All I think right. uh, it's going it, to uh, make some waves. What's the the station or platform? Uh, it's on Netflix. Netflix, and I believe it's going to come out in August. Cool, dude! Nice shirt, by the way. Yeah, I got the kill game. For anyone, obviously, you can't see it unless you're creepily like watching in somehow. Uh, Brandon's wearing a kill game shirt. Yeah, we don't we have like a ton of those left over. No, 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 not at all. Could we get more? Um, maybe. I wonder if people would buy them. They want them. They're pretty sweet. They should buy them. Yeah. So we should post a photo. <laughs> anyway. Uh, cool, man. Actually, you know what? Because I can do this. Watch. Anybody that's listening on the Slack group in about... You could live stream... Dude, you could live stream via Twitter to the live audio stream. Five, four, you three, You know what I'm saying? Alex is two, uh, sharing a picture here live for one. the people. So, anyways, man, it's been it's been good. This has been a, a good summer, staying busy, and uh, a lot of fun stuff on the on the show. Mm. And um, you know, the Bullet Team has been great. I've really enjoyed uh, their spirits throughout the month. This month, this tenure is is yeah. delicious, great. by the way. And really sweet. Um, the other thing that is is cool is that you know we've been able to hook up our listeners with with great content and great. Giveaways. Yeah, I mean, we got the Tenba giveaway going on now. Yeah, we talked and about the sweet bag that you can get. Absolutely. Um, so if you if you have not entered to win yet, um, you know how to do it, or maybe you don't. If you're new mm. to the show, if you're new to the show, enter the FDB monthly giveaway. This month is a Tenba D HDSLR bag mm-hmm. that is. Uh, I mean, it's built built to go on your next adventure, documentary, filmmaking journey. And uh, it's about a $400 bag. And all you got to do is mention at Timba Bags 
at FDB Podcast. Include the hashtag FDB Giveaway, and you'll be entered to win. We will be giving that away at the end of the month. Which is an extra long month. It's like five weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for the show at least. Exactly. So that's cool though. That's cool. So, any any other new gear or anything uh, in the filmmaking production side coming out that you have I, seen? I mean, I follow all the blogs like everybody else. I haven't. There's, there's no. There hasn't been any real disruptions. I don't think. Yeah, they had that uh, Panavision camera announcement, but that's kind of out of the the reach of most people. Yeah, that's kind of like yeah announcing oh. a new like uh, Rolls Royce or I guess. So something that is is within reach and that, you know, people might start seeing on sets is that Red just announced a Super 35 8K sensor, so called Helium. Okay. Brand new sensor, so you don't have to have the medium format glass, excuse me, to cover uh, the 8K VistaVision sensor, which is a, it's a challenge, and the glass is really expensive. Now you can use, you know... Canon EF lenses, you can use any PL mount glass you can find in any rental shop on the 8K Super 35 Helium. It's kind of crazy. But again, like, you don't really need to shoot an 8K. It's just another tool. Sure. Super high resolution. So I thought that was kind of neat. But now it's all 8K. All 8K. Got an 8K display. 8K lenses. Craziness. And my 8K tripod. Yeah. You know? I'll tell you, one of the things that I have been um, thinking about recently is sort of the madness that is our world right now. Like our world world? Just everything. I mean, people this, people yes. killing people yeah. and people dying. And yeah. And so it's kind of uh, sad. It is. And, and I don't, you know, I'm not trying to get political. I'm not, I don't want to do that. But I think what I would like to bring up is, you know, how do, because I've been thinking about this from my, from, in my own world of, of influence. I met with a friend today to, to talk about maybe doing a project. But as filmmakers, I would assert that it's our responsibility to be a part of that conversation. I think, you know, we've been gifted with an ability in an art form that is all about communication. And I know all the major things in my life have been influenced through film, music, mm. media. Whenever I have changed a point of view, whenever I've, I used to think A, but now I think about B in my point of view, a lot of times that's been because of a film that I watched or a song media. that I heard, yeah. something like that. So I think that in the times that we're in where there's a lot of discussion based on a lot of different topics, so I won't hone in on any of those, but I do feel a sense personally like I'm responsible as a filmmaker to be a part of that conversation or to create some sense of story or media that will enter into that arena. Re- do, reshape. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you think that that's our place as filmmakers? Do you think we should step aside? What are your thoughts? No, I, I'm completely on board with that. I think as filmmakers or, or media creators, we have a pretty, pow- we're in a pretty powerful position to kind of shape minds. So it, it's a, a responsibility that I think a lot, some people don't take seriously. Uh, but then you have people, you know, the Werner Herzogs and the the documentary filmmakers of the world who really know, they know exactly, you know, what they're doing. Right. So you make a 90 minute film and it could, like you said, completely reshape someone's way of thinking about, you know, certain topics you weren't going to go into, but about race or religion or economic status or political affiliation right. or what whatever. Right, food you eat. Exactly. You're just like, oh, I used to hate people that ate cabbage. Yeah. Now, now I kind of side with them, you know. <laughs> what, what do you... Maybe our this is a challenge to our listeners. I would like to, to challenge you. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, reach out to us at 
fdbpodcast at gmail.com or go to fdbpodcast.com and there's forums or or at fdbpodcast on any social platform tweet at us at fdbpodcast but um I guess the question is, if there's other filmmakers out there, if there's other people that are having these similar feelings and, and thoughts, whatever, reach out. Um, who knows? Maybe there's a collabor- collaboration moment where, mm. you know, what kind of story could we tell with <clears throat> filmmakers across the world Yeah, or across the country? Well, I think what it all comes down to, like all these these issues and problems we're having, in my mind, it's, it's very simple. They all stem from a lack of information. Yeah. So people make decisions based on Fear. some limited yeah. understanding of X, S- something, whatever subject. Had they been informed, had they, you know, had the exposure, the experience dealing with some group or some politics or whatever, they probably wouldn't make the same decision. Right. And so, yeah, that's that's the the position we're in. We can provide that information. Yeah. And do it in an entertaining fashion that reaches a broader audience. Yeah. So, it's a powerful place to be in, you know? That's true. What do you think is the difference between filmmaking or filmmakers and the media, right? This so-called black cloud of all oh, the media always, yeah. you know what I mean? At what point are you a filmmaker and at what point are you part of the machine that is the media? Uh, it's That line is becoming more and more blurred the farther we progress as as humans. I think the media started out... As a, as a worthwhile, respectable organization. Meaning news media. News media. Yeah. Meaning, yeah, hey, we're just going to provide you the facts. Here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Make up your own mind. Now, they, they've they entered into this realm of, of shaping sure. opinion. And, and film has as well. I mean, with guys, you know, like yeah. some documentarians have crossed the line. But that's, you know? that's as, as the medium, that it's... It's known that filmmaking is subjective. Sure. It's not ob- objective, That's which true. news media should be objective, and it's not. Like, it's well known now that Fox News is a Republican outlet and CNN is a Democratic outlet. It well, shouldn't be that yeah. way. You know what I mean? It should be unbiased and just objective. It's not. So they've yeah. kind of entered the realm of filmmaking, in my mind, of of content creation with a certain agenda, which is what filmmaking is by the end of the movie you either like the main character you hate the main character or you know whatever you side with their struggle or you don't uh based on what you've been presented right news has now entered into that where they give you the background of some killer and they're like here's why you should hate this man or here's whatever instead of here are the facts decide you know yeah that's my point of view man sorry that i turned this whole thing and got dark yeah i wasn't trying i just but i felt like we needed to talk about it no it's, it's i didn't want to not talk about whatever you we know, can't not this whole show's based on what's going on in our lives and these are you know things and so i, I just thought we should and again maybe yeah. you know i think we're just scratching the surface maybe there's maybe there's a whole slew of episodes that deal with social issues and mm. how filmmaking enters in there's some really great filmmaking um non-profits there are and uh one of which i you know I've been really looking into, and I think um, I don't know. There might be a there might be a moment where FDB podcast is able to uplift or support an organization that has to do with filmmaking, which mm-hmm. I think would be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll talk about that. We will. Yeah, we always talk. <laughs> um, what you guys don't know is there's always a million things going on behind the scenes yeah. and teasers and stuff that might happen for you guys. You know, 
We're always so, working on something. We're always working. We're always scheming. So, uh, but I'll tell you what, you guys have been great to us. Um, and, you know, one of the things I did want to want to ask of you listeners um, specifically is if you could, please, please, please head out to iTunes. Oh, yeah. And give us, we haven't asked forever. Mm-mm. It's been a while, but it would really be I haven't checked wonderful if you have uh, not had a chance and we got some new listeners. Head to iTunes to filmmakers drinking bourbon and give us a, a rating a five star would be great mm. um and and a nice review that would be wonderful that really helps us out in so many ways you, yeah written review it yeah. helps yeah it helps get us exposure it helps uh you know our, where are we place and rank in the search and it really gets out the uh the vibes to who we are um and what we're trying to do so if you could take a moment do that we'd appreciate it and uh connect with us on all the social media channels and you know it's yeah. it's a place for you to come hang out, you know, enjoy a new bourbon, talk about filmmaking, talk about movies, get in on some superhero debates, yeah. and maybe debate on some real stuff, you know, so about what's going on in the world. That's that's the power of of the community here. Yeah, I mean, the the filmmakers and filmmakers drinking bourbon. It's not just you and me. We're right. not we're not the filmmakers in that phrase. You know, we're like you said, like you keep saying, we're trying to provide a community and outlet discussion group for all filmmakers. Who may just happen yeah. to enjoy bourbon? You know, uh, we had um, R T A. Forgive me, I, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. R T A P A L T S A Y N. Robert Tapaltsian. All right, Robert. Uh, that's his handle. Yeah. Uh, he chimed in. He said uh, he's talked about Spike Lee's film called "Do the Right Thing," which he recently saw and thought it really resonated well with today. Um, mm comments on some of the issues what's going on yes i have seen do the right thing it is a great film and i'm so glad you brought that up because i re i have been wanting to um start watching directors as an opus so i don't know if any of you guys out there have done this before but i am i am working on how i'm going to do this but i want to start watching a director's body of work. So for instance, mm. now I will watch Spike Lee's body of work. And so for the next however long, I don't watch anybody else until I finish his body of work. Just take it all in. And then yeah. I move to Hitchcock, and then I move to Tom Twerker, and then I move to whoever. Has anyone done this? It seems like uh. a great way to take in a real interesting director's point of view and really learn their full <clears throat> bag of tricks. What do you do you do that with cinematographers? Yeah, well I was just going to bring up the on the cinematography side there's a guy on Vimeo and YouTube uh goes by the name of Wolf Crow who will watch it's a badass name. It is cool. He's I think he's uh Eastern European of, of some form oh, like yeah. Russian he's Latvian. Wolf Crow, man. Uh pretty cool, but what he does is he'll uh go through a cinematographer's body of work and uh, include clips and put together kind of a, a master mon- montage, master reel of their entire portfolio, but then break down what makes their cinematography special. So he'll go through the lenses they use, how they typically light a certain setup, blah, blah, blah. You know, he typically shoots between a 2.8 and a 4 and, you know, et cetera, et, yeah. et cetera. And that's kind of cool. So huh. I've seen it on that front. So w- what I'm thinking of, because I, when I do stuff like this, I like to have sort of a strategy. Yeah. So what I'm thinking about is I'll soak in the body of work and then I'll create a blog post that's something to the effect of what I learned from Spike Lee. Mm. 
what I learned from Quentin Tarantino. Right? Yeah. Would you read that? I would absolutely read that. Sounds good? Well, I think another thing you include in there is is how this director uh, evolved over the course of their body. Yeah, it's a, it's a, there's a whole deal. There's yeah. a whole thing. But I think when you watch somebody's body of work, you really can soak in the deepness and the essence of what they're trying to say because most likely there's a thread throughout the whole the whole deal. Yeah. A certain thing they do. There's a viewpoint, yeah. Like Tarantino, again, like you're saying. You know it's a Tarantino film. The exploitation, the the musical choices, the framings. Mm-hmm. It all leads you to, hey, Tarantino. All right. No, you should do it. It's I think it sounds it. It sounds daunting. I'm going to do it. Well, I the thing the reason I've been inspired is because of my neighbor JP, mm. who's going to be on the show t- next week. Can't wait. And my neighbor JP, who is not a filmmaker, who is not a distiller, who enjoys a good bush light. Yeah. He loves movies. And my neighbor, who's not even a filmmaker, has set out to watch 100 movies this year, and he has watched over 50. Whoa. Now, to me, that makes him more of a student of film than me at this point yeah. when it comes to appreciating film. Oh, and for he's, sure. he's really understands. And I, so I'm inspired by the neighbor, JP. And so I thought, well, if he can watch that many films, then maybe he inspired me. And so that's, that was my thought. So I think I'm going to do it. Mm. I'll, I'll let you know. Ask me next week if I've started. But but thanks, uh, thanks guys, uh, Robert, over on uh, Slack. Um, I've been meaning to, and I think I'm going to start with Spike Lee because I've got all his stuff sort of on, in a wish list on yeah. Netflix and all the other uh, things I stream. And um, I've, I've been thinking about, like, you know what? I should just watch all his films. And that's a, it's a good one to watch, especially in these trying times, if you will. He's controversial, you know, talks about race relations. Uh, it's a good one. So Tom, there you go. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom Terrific um, chimed in and said, Tom Wineland said, um, he has done it in the past with Hitchcock and William Castle. Okay. So you, you've got someone who can discuss this with you. Well, I'll tell you what. This is great. Then at, if this is a thing, I would like to invite anyone listening right now to join the journey with me. Mm. We will start it on Spike Lee. We will start with Spike Lee. Nice. Like this idea. All right. So, from the beginning? Starting, yeah, I'm going chronological order. Absolutely. Okay. All right. From the beginning, starting with Spike Lee, starting right now. I'm making the declaration. It starts now. All right. And it ends when it ends. It ends when it ends. So, some people might go faster, some people might go slower, but since I co host the podcast, it (laughs) ends when I'm done watching. I like it. So, all right. He's watched or he's directed. Yeah, According to IMDb, 67 projects. <laughs> there's a lot of commercials and TV. I'm talking yeah. films. We're okay. going on just films. So Just films. Not his first TV miniseries, no. She's Gotta Have It? We're not going to... Or his films. shorts, Last Hustle in Brooklyn? We're going... His shorts could oh, be really... I know. I know. And those are easier to consume. I know. No. But I have, a, I have a feeling you're going to have a problem finding some of these. Yeah. Like these shorts from 1979, you yes. probably won't be able to find that. No. But if you're going first feature, Joe's Bed Stewie Barbershop, We Cut Heads, 1983. I don't know if I can find it, but we're we're gonna attempt this. One hour long comedy crime drama. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, it's on Spike Lee. Here we go. Uh. Yeah, I mean, we're not going with the 
we're going with major films, right. okay? Like the major Spike Lee, like the canon of films. You just got to have it. School Days, Do the Right Thing, yeah. More Better Blues, yeah. Jungle Fury, Malcolm X. Yes. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot there. Yeah. All right. I've thrown it down. Well, I'll tell you what, man. It's been right. a great conversation. As always. Um, but as always, every conversation has to come to an end. Yeah, I would say just, you know, pause. It's an ongoing conversation, this. Yeah. So, but um, that's, that's all it is. We're just pa- we're putting on pause every yeah. week. We come back, we rejoin, we recap, pick up where we left off. Maybe we add a few new voices to the mix. Yes, get a different point of view. But next week is definitely going to be a new voice. The neighbor JP will be on the show. His father is a big movie fan, and every several weeks he hands JP a box of VHS tapes. Tapes. And yes, VHS he, tapes. He still has a working VHS player. Yes, and JP will watch these these movies. Some are B movies, some are classics, some are. Do you have to put in a head cleaner tape no, every he, once in a and while? And watch him in the garage. <laughs> and I, I love JP. You're going to love him too. He is bringing a box that his dad gave him full of VHS tapes that has not been opened. I cannot wait. We on the show will get to open the box and start to look through some of these classic titles. Wow. And we'll we'll see if anyone's watched him. And it'll be great. And he's got a great knowledge of, of films. He'll talk about some of the stuff he's been watching. Yeah. He'll talk about what he likes in the film. It's going to be a great show where we celebrate the film enthusiast. Huh. The guy who, just the guy who likes movies. Yeah. Doesn't have anything to do with production. He just enjoys film. He enjoys a good movie. I wonder if they still make VHS. Like, did they make The Force Awakens on VHS? No. <laughs> Maybe bootleg. Could you imagine Bootleg that? copy. Uh. So, uh, as always, thanks again for listening. We appreciate you checking out the live stream yep. and our friends at Sound Images, as always, hosting us and taking care of us. What's in the box? Bart in the booth. We love you, buddy. <laughs> uh, way to get it done. So, uh, we will talk to you guys next week, and we will be digging into JP, Neighbor JP's mm. mystery box of VHS tapes. Don't miss it. Secret stash. Cheers. Cheers. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.